Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever time of day it might be where you're listening, it's always a great day to live life inspired and energized with fitness and faith. This is your fitness and faith coach, Mike Kipp, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. In this episode of the Fitness and Faith Podcast, we'll examine stress and stress management. You'll hear about a prayer for a new brother, and we'll visit with Peggy Edwards. Peggy is a longtime ministry assistant at Crossroads Church in Cincinnati, Ohio, and owns a gym called Training Personally. Let's talk a little bit about stress management. Stress is a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. Management is the process of dealing with or controlling things or people. So we're going to talk a little stress management. When I was in college, one of my classes in my degree plan was called stress management. It ended up being the most enjoyable and possibly the most usefully informative class in which I ever participated. We examined stressors in life, and we studied and tried out different stress relief techniques. When we did a personal stressors evaluation, we were able to see the things that caused the most stress in our lives. It was interesting to see the wide range of things and situations different people with unique experiences and personalities thought of as stressors. Some individuals felt a great deal of stress from situations others would actually consider exhilarating. Anyone who knows me well knows I'm afraid of heights, and I cannot stand to wait in any kind of line or traffic. Those things are very big stressors for me. If there's a wait at a restaurant, I'm likely to leave and drive to another, even if it takes me just as long to get to the next place and get seated as it would have taken had I just waited at the first stop. During that semester of my stress management class, we got to try some cool stuff. Have you ever been in a flotation tank? They're pretty well known now, but this was in the early 1980s. Saunas, hot tubs, massage, imagery, running, lifting, recreation, we tried them all. I liked one that combined imagery, okay, visualization techniques, with breathing techniques and muscle contraction and relaxation. The leader would talk you through contraction and relaxation of just about every muscle in your body, starting with the feet and working up. I actually used that one with many of my teams to get them to relax several hours before competition. Over 30 years of coaching, teaching, and ministry, I've seen tons of people and their stressors. What I've noticed is that a vast majority of people have this one thing as their major overriding stressor in life. It's the feeling that they need to achieve to be respected, accepted, and loved. They stress over discovering this supposedly hidden thing called their purpose, and they relate that to how they are supposed to make some impact on the world because of some skill they need to develop. Over 30 years of coaching, teaching, and ministry, I have also witnessed and partaken in the ultimate form of stress relief. Are you ready? I want to share with you 
this form of stress relief. It's your main purpose for being on the planet. When you let the comprehension of your main purpose guide everything else, you will understand real peace. God's peace. Here it is. Ready? God made you to love you. That's it. To love you. No strings attached. No level of achievement needed. Think about that for a minute. Your purpose is for God to love you. Think about this. When a mature couple decides to have a baby, why are they doing it? For a tax write-off? I don't think so. They want a baby to love. They are not deciding to have a child so he or she can be the next great act on America's Got Talent. They may have high dreams and hopes for their child, but that's not the reason they wanted a child. They want the child to love. And that's why God made you, to love. And just like parents want their children to love them and their siblings, God simply wants you to love Him and the others He created. Your best form of stress management will result from eliminating the main stressor in life. Wake up each morning understanding you are here to be loved by God. Enjoy that feeling. Then, go share it with others. I'd like to take a minute to tell you about a line of products I use daily. Most Americans, and when I say most, I mean over 95% of us, don't get all the nutrients we need from the food we eat. It's just a simple fact. We need to supplement our intake to increase our levels of health and fitness. I have used Advocare products for many years because I trust the company and I've seen the benefits of the products in myself and others. The first of Advocare's 10 guiding principles is this. Honor God through our faith, family, and friends. That's a great start. The company also has an unbelievable scientific and medical board that oversees product development. These aren't TV doctors. They are some of the top researchers in their respective fields. Advocare also has a relationship with Informed Choice, an independent company that tests supplements for their purity, making sure they have in them what they are supposed to have in them. And if you don't know, this is a huge problem in the supplement business. A lot of the products out there don't even have in them what they say they have in them. This relationship with Informed Choice is also great for competitive athletes because it guarantees them that there are no banned substances in the products. Many elite athletes like New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees and four-time CrossFit champion Rich Froning use and endorse Advocare products. I use Advocare products every day, and I would not suggest you try anything I did not use, love, and have total faith in. Please check out Advocare's full line of products by clicking on the link on our website at fitnessandfaithministries.org. It's time once again for a little Fitness and Faith Funny. Johnny, a very bright four-year-old, told his daddy he'd like to have a baby brother. And along with his request, he offered to do whatever he could to help. His dad, a very bright 35-year-old, paused for a moment and then replied, I'll tell you what, Johnny, if you pray every day for two months for a baby brother, I guarantee you that God will give you one. 
Johnny responded eagerly to his dad's challenge and went to his bedroom early that night to start praying for a baby brother. He prayed every night for a whole month, but then he began to get a bit skeptical. He thought, you don't just pray for two months and then whammo, a new baby brother. So Johnny quit praying. After another month, Johnny's mother went to the hospital. The next day, Johnny's dad took him to the hospital. He cautiously walked into the room, and to his surprise, he found not one baby brother, but two. His mother had had twins. Johnny's dad looked down at him and said, Now, aren't you glad you prayed? Johnny hesitated a little, and then looked up his dad and said, Yes, but aren't you glad I quit when I did? who is a longtime ministry assistant at Crossroads Church in Cincinnati, Ohio, and she owns a gym called Training Personally. Peggy, great to have you with us today. Thank you very much. It's great to talk to you. Hey, could you tell us a little bit about Crossroads Church and your role with the church? Sure. Um, back in 1995, a group of 11, I believe it was, Cincinnatians, felt the need to find a church that they could invite their non-believing friends to, and they just couldn't find anything in the area. They really wanted to be able to invite their friends to church, but they didn't want it to be so churchy that it would, you know, scare them away. They wanted to offer their friends an alternative that would, would not make assumptions about what they believed about God or what they knew about the Bible. So they started, those 11 people started a church. And now Crossroads has nine sites in the Ohio-Kentucky area, and they have a national presence using technology and the Internet. And um, so on a, any given weekend, they could have 25,000 people attending a Crossroads service via sites or online. And my role is to support the experience team, the director of the experience team, and that includes video, content, lighting, audio, stage, um, our first impressions ministry, kids club. So I, um, I support the director and I'm um, a project manager for the team. Can you give us a little of your background and how you ended up in this role? Yeah, um, I've been on staff for 14 years and I applied um, because Crossroads was looking for an admin to the creative director. I've always been in an admin-type role. I think I'm just wired administratively, so to speak. Right. I enjoy, I really enjoy managing and owning projects. And I really like supporting leaders and managers, whether it's scheduling an impossible meeting with 15 busy people for an hour tomorrow. Yes, it's a crazy, crazy thing to have to <laughs> schedule all of that. Or even just to make sure that my boss eats lunch. It's just what I like to do. And I'm happy that not a lot of people know how to use the postage machine. Because that's kind of how I keep my job. I just like to be needed. And, and that position in general 
is often overlooked and very needed. I know that being on church staffs, having support roles to help the frontline people, if you want to call them that, do what they need to do, uh, none of it would happen without the support staff. So, I mean, what you do is really important. And I really love Crossroads. Working here, you really feel appreciated and valued here. It's real. It really is a, a wonderful culture to work in, and I do feel that, which makes you want to even help even more. So, yeah. but I appreciate, I appreciate, appreciate you saying that. Well, was your was your background and schooling was that up in in Ohio area or was that somewhere else? It was. You know, I um, actually I did not um, go to college. Uh-huh. I uh, grew up poor, and um, I just decided to you know, when I graduated from high school to get a job, and it worked out great. This is just what I want to do, which gave me time to, I was able to be a stay-at-home mom for a while, and um, so yeah, in Cincinnati is where I've always been. Awesome, awesome, and and I want to throw in something. We have a lot of listeners that are, you know, have college degrees and don't have college degrees, and there's all sorts of people, and I just went through kids that you know, my personal kids, you know, one went to college, one didn't, that, all that stuff and how God used this, it, it, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to throw in it doesn't matter, it does, but to each one of us that go our ways and the way that God has us, it's perfectly fine for what we are going to do in this world. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, can you describe your physical journey for us? How did you end up in strengthening, strength and conditioning and fitness and how did that end up in you open up a gym? Yeah. Um, so I, I had an admin job um, with a doctor. I was in my mid-30s, and I started gaining weight. I had four children, and my metabolism was slowing down. I gained 30 pounds and just decided it had to stop. I joined the YMCA and attended a resistance class that I loved for a few years and joined Weight Watchers. And then the YMCA approached me and asked if I would consider becoming a group fitness instructor, and that just started it all. I earned my personal trainer certification and started training friends and relatives at their house. And then over those years, um, I got the job at Crossroads and... So not only was I working on having a healthy body as well, I was I was growing spiritually, and working at a church really helped that. And I started seeing the 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 connection, the link between mind, body, spirit. In 2012, it dawned on me, but I would say I was nudged by God that I should open a gym so I could help more people. I really wanted to help people be the humans God created them to be so they could do the things that he created them to do with energy and stamina and strength. Um, And I prayed and researched for four years. I even tried to shake the idea. It was just um, overwhelming to think that I, at my age, would start a gym, but I just kept praying for his will, and it would not leave my just would not leave my mind. My husband was very skeptical, and I am 59 years old, and it's a little late in life to become an entrepreneur. But I couldn't help it; I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Um, and I had a full time job at the church. How was I going to run a gym? I didn't know. I just knew I had to do it. So my gym is open from 5:30 to 8:30 in the morning, and then I go to my day job. And then it's open from 5.30 to 8.30 in the evening. 
And God makes a way. If you're sincerely praying and trying to do his will and asking the Holy Spirit for direction, it just happens. People are saying, do you know how many clients you need to make rent? I would say no, and don't tell me, because it doesn't matter. I just have to do this. It's hard to explain. Right. I read, I read something not too long ago that said, you know, how do you know if you're supposed to pursue your dream? And, and the answer was, you just keep trying to kill it, and it just won't go away. Exactly. And, and that's, so you got to go with it. That's kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Um, I love bringing these stories to people about people's physical and spiritual journey. Now, I know your gym is a secular environment. You know, it's, it's a normal neighborhood gym, but how do you bring the ministry aspect into the physical fitness arena? Well, my clients know that I pray for them. When someone signs up to, you know, for a membership to come to my gym, I let them know that I pray for them. And some of them are excited about that, and some of them just go, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but they know. And my gym culture is very relational, and we get vulnerable with each other while we're working out. And so I know who needs prayer for what. Um, and not all my clients are believers, but they know I am. And I keep a scripture verse. I rotate it on the mirror. And sometimes it provokes you know, conversations. So I don't uh, advertise my gym as a faith-based gym, but my clients know that I am. They make fun of me every once in a while. Where did you get this exercise from, Jesus? <laughs> Maybe yes, I did. Yes, today so, we're, not, we're not swimming. We're walking on the water. Right. <laughs> right. And that's what I felt like I, I did. I stepped out of the boat, you right. know, to do this to, and trusted God. So they know, they know where I stand. And it, it, you know, it comes up in conversation quite a bit. I like to remind people that when, when Peter stepped out of the boat to join Jesus, it wasn't Jesus pushing him out of the boat. It was, it was Jesus calling him and calling him to himself. And so sometimes, you know, he does that to us. He, he has us get out of the boat and come to him. And, and so in, in that conversation there, uh, you want to let listeners know about this leap of faith you're taking right now? Well, next month I am quitting my job at the church and going into full-time ministry, my ministry, which is helping people be the humans God created them to be. I'm going to do this full-time. This is crazy and exciting at the same time, but I really do believe I'm being obedient and I know God is going to bless it. The gym isn't paying me yet, so I'm going to take a huge cut in pay, and I need to find health care. That's going to be fun. I've been doing some research on that. But I know God's got this. My husband is pretty nervous, um, but he's being supportive. And I, like I said, I am excited and petrified at the same time. If I try to think about what the future is going to be, I won't do this. I, I just... I just know in my heart, because I've seen God work so far. He's done amazing things with my life so far. And so it's in his hands. And so I'm very excited to see what this is going to be on the other side. That is very exciting. And, and I want to tell people that are listening, at the time this airs, uh, it'll be about a month after we've actually had this conversation. So I want you listeners to know that, that Peggy's out on her own now doing her gym. And 
lift her up in prayer today. Um, she's she's really stepping out in faith, and and you can give her a little help with that today, right where you are. Thank you. Well, Peggy, why do you think both physical and spiritual development are important for us? Well, we all need to take care of our bodies. We need to honor God, our Creator, by taking care of our bodies. God breathes life into us, and He made us in His image. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit resides in us. Everything we do is a choice, and we need to be aware of everything that goes in our bodies. And it's everything, nutrition-wise, you know, the five senses, we just need to be honoring with our bodies. And I like to use the gym as an environment to casually bring up these things as we talk. We need to exercise spiritually as much as we need to exercise our bodies. They, they're just so connected. I mean, our Creator made us. His Spirit is in us. It's, it's so obvious to me. So I want to, and it, and it just, you know, I want to, like, explode and, and, and just get everyone to, to see and, and understand what I'm feeling. So it, the exci- it's kind of hard to stay in my skin sometimes. <laughs> and a while ago you said something about mind and spirit. I like to think of, think of the spiritual as a filter for my mind. Before, thing, before I let things process through my mind, uh, there's a verse that says the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. And I view the spiritual as kind of that filter before it goes through the mind. And then, then while we're here on this earth, we're both physical and spiritual all together, not part one, part the other. We are totally both of those. Yes, very excellent. Well, what is your favorite form of exertion personally? I love resistance. I, with a few free weights or your body weight, you can get a full body workout, tone and strengthen your muscles, improve your flexibility and your balance and your core. Um, and even in a circuit type workout, you'll get cardio. So you can get a uh, just a full body head to toe workout with um, a good resistance workout. And that's my gym is set up like a circuit. And you get exactly that, a full body workout with cardio involved. You'll burn a lot of calories and build your muscles. And I noticed that when I was reading about your gym, that it's set up like a circuit and people come in and they get started and they go around the circuit. I think there were two two exertions per station. Um, and that's such a great concept of working the muscles and keeping your heart rate up. I was actually in my late teens in Houston, still in high school, when I started working at a Nautilus fitness facility. If, if people want to go Google that, what was going on in the 70s, um, they the Nautilus concept was exactly what you're talking about. They had specific machines set up in a row and you just went from one machine to the next machine to the next machine and work in different muscle groups, but keeping the heart rate up. And uh, I still use that concept today with, with what's called supersets. So I, I appreciate how you have your people working out. Mm-hmm. Great. Thanks. How about your favorite way to work on your spiritual self? How do you do that? Yeah, well, I love, and I'll tell you what, I open at 5.30, and if there's a client waiting for me in the parking lot, sometimes there is, I'm 
happy to see them, but at the same time, like, oh, you're eating into my quiet time, but mm. it's okay, I'll make it up. But I love to start my day with my devotional and my Bible and my journal, I just, and my cup of coffee and my whole wheat English muffin with peanut butter. <laughs> That's how I start my day. And um, I also love to try to practice, and I mean practice, throughout the day, just keeping Jesus' face in front of me. You know, I get distracted and something's not going right or I feel myself, you know, not in the right mindset. Then, you know, then I try to remember to practice to bring Jesus' face back in front of me. And just I try to practice to be grateful all day. I practice gratefulness all day. And I don't want to miss the smallest blessing. And I say practice because that's exactly what it is. It's, it's I'm trying to... Um, work on disciplines and make them habits but right now it's just um practice 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 and, and it's practicing controlling your thought process we we have to train our brains to to focus on the things that we want it to focus on and so i, right. I like how you said that calling it practice yeah and just recognize when you're off right you know so yeah well do you have a favorite bible verse you'd like to share with us well, I do. Recently, it has been James four thirteen to 15, and it says, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we shall go into such and such a town, spend a year there doing business, and make a profit. You have no idea what your life will be like tomorrow. You are a puff of smoke that appears briefly, then disappears. Instead, you should say, if the Lord wills it, we shall live to do this or that. And that's what I try so hard. God's will, if the Lord wills it, that's what I want. And if it's his will, he's going to give us away. Yes. How about yes. a favorite quote? Um, you know, my sister said one the other day, she just said, expectations rob you of your joy. And um, there's a, a pastor in Wisconsin that also says, expect nothing, be amazed by everything. Oh, awesome. I like that one. Yeah. So I just like to, you know, and I think it comes with age, too, to be honest with you, to um, just to be appreciative of everything. Because if you do, if you're constantly expecting and thinking that you are entitled, you're going to be disappointed most of your life. And this is just, you know, brings more joy to you when you can just be amazed by everything. Right. And you, you said something about age. I like to say that, I mean, we didn't understand when we were younger. We hear this stuff about age and mm -hmm. wisdom. And then yeah. as we get older and wiser, we realize a bunch of things. And, and I've, I've had several of these similar conversations on this podcast that we, you know, used to think we knew it all, and we learn later that we don't know it all, and we're not going to know it all, and we have to be willing to really throw ourselves into God's will, and 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 I don't I don't want to say you said expecting, not expecting, but being amazed, and I guess I would throw in expecting to be amazed. Mm -hmm, that's good. I like that. Well, I never let my guests leave without the million-dollar question. Drum roll, please. 
if you could only put one thing on a t-shirt or billboard that everyone you know or with whom you come in contact could see every single day, what mm -hmm. would that be? I think it would be eat broccoli. Eat broccoli, short and sweet. Just, just eat broccoli. I'm just kidding. So many people don't eat vegetables. I'm kidding. Um, maybe broccoli. Be, yeah, good. Uh, good. Broccoli is good for you. Maybe it would be something like um, pay attention to that nudge. It could be God. Oh. You know, that's pay attention. I could see that. I could see that on a on a billboard somewhere. Yeah. Pay attention to that nudge. It might be God, and then sit back and be amazed. Yes, there you go. There you go. We can put the two together. Well, I like that. Well, Peggy, how can people find you out there in the World Wide Web world? Yeah, well, I do have a website, trainingpersonally.com. Awesome. And I am on Facebook. All right. Now, is that under training personally or is that under personal? No, just training personally. Well, Peggy, I really enjoyed visiting with you today, and I'm super excited about what you're about to take off into. And I'm sure a bunch of the people at Crossroads Church will be supporting you in every way that they can. Thank you so much for being with us today. They are, and thank you so much. I really, really enjoyed this. When I'm coaching teams and we come to the end of a practice or game, we gather together for a couple of reminders before we part ways. These are your reminders. Be sure to learn about the benefits of being on the Fitness and Faith team, which include our More Through Multiplication charitable giving program by checking out our website at fitnessandfaithministries.org, where you will also find valuable tools and information like our weekly blog study, exertion video links, and links to healthy recipes. It's all designed to help you find your fit. Use the contact page to send us your fitness and faith funny or suggest someone who would be a great interview. Thanks again for listening to the Fitness and Faith Podcast. And remember, it's always a great day to live life inspired and energized with fitness and faith. Music.